Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. Today we have Netflix 125th film. It's the 2018 Hindi language Indian comedy drama called Rajma Chawal. It's directed by Lena Yadav. It stars Rishi Kapoor, Anuri Tenwa, Amra Datsu, Shiba Chadra, Apashaki Kura, and Diksha Junra. So, I am Jesse. I apologize for my pronunciation of those names, but 125 episodes in. This is this is huge. This is this is uh, I mean, when we started this a couple of years ago, there was no way on earth that I thought we'd be getting to 125 episodes. And a couple of years later, here we are, and I am writing solo uh, again today. I hope that my voice is not too monotonal and, and boring for you listening, but I am going to chat today about Rajma Charwal. Um, and if you did want to um, check this film out, give us, give us a pause now, come back later because I will be spoiling this and, and giving away a few um, key plot points and ideas and, and following the structure of this show as we go. And as we, we usually start with our fast flicks where we do a quick summary of the film uh, that we're covering for the day. And my fast flicks for Rajma Charwal is that it's about a father trying to reconnect with his son using social media but this is done in a bit of an unconventional way. And if you've seen the film or know a little bit about this, um, then, then it's going to be no surprise to you that um, I'll be going into a bit of detail about how that's done and, and whether um, some ethical and, and moral concerns are probably highlighted in doing this. We like to talk about what we can find out about a film, what, what you know, went into making it, what happened, where, where it was funded, all that sort of stuff. And, and as usual, with Netflix, we have a little bit of a nice story with this one. So... This was filmed uh, between November 2017 and Jan 2018. It wasn't released until October later that year in 2018. So it, it debuted at the London Film Festival on the 13th of October uh, before hitting Netflix at the end of November 2018. And, and it did play at the New York Film Festival 12 months later in November 2019 as well. Like I mentioned before, this is a Hindi language Indian film. So it was filmed in and around um, the Delhi areas of India. And I think the the key thing is that you need to understand what the title means. And uh, Raj Machala, I'd never heard of it before, but it's a literal translation of rice and beans. It's a, it's a dish. And, and apparently it's a Sunday tradition um, in India. And it, and it sort of represents this idea of home and family. And I think there's not a better way of, of talking about this film than looking at it like that. Um, so I guess the the title for this film came about with uh, Rishi Kapoor, who is a well-known um, Hindi actor. He was the one that suggested this film's title, and he said there's a scene in the film um, which the kid is asked about who eats Rajma Chawa with a spoon. And um, <laughs> the director said it's a comment on the generational gap. This entire film is about two generations accepting each other, and as we get into some scenes, that's what it's about. It's about this father and son um, their inability to communicate with each other and, and how do you do that in a modern world when everyone is so obsessed with things such as social media and, and, and glued to their phones. Netflix got on board. Um, they showed interest in this film and um, they were looking for distributors and the director said that you know Netflix is a perfect platform for a film like this because the movie, like I've mentioned, it's about technology um, and it's doing it in an interesting way. And the producers... You know, they, they realized, hey, we're not going to be able to reach 130 million subscribers or viewers, you know, across 190 different countries. And, and this platform allowed this film to be seen by people all across the world. And I guess even, you know, myself, without Netflix, there is no way that I probably would have uh, put this one on. 
The directors did mention, though, that at first they, they probably weren't as thrilled about um, not going that traditional distribution um, method because, you know, there's that stress about, oh, no, my film's not going to be in cinemas. And um, but then the director said, you know, they, they spoke to everyone, spoke to everyone in the office and all the 20 um, year olds in the office are like, yeah, Netflix, Netflix, like that's the coolest thing that can happen to this film. So I guess it's a positive. It's a positive that this is on Netflix. Um, people around the world can see it. And, and obviously around the world, this has a different name as a title. Um, in Greek, it's called Friend Request. In Russian, it's called Rice and Bean. So that literal translation of what Rajma Chawal is. In Vietnamese, it's called When Dad Invites You. And and if you've seen the film, this, this plays a little bit on the dad um, reaching out on social media to his son. English translation somewhere it's called spilling the beans and then uh finally in spanish it's called an updated father and i guess that's a bit of a play on the word updated uh with social media etc it did have a um a working title of cross connection and and i guess that's that idea too of that old um media technology you've got those cross wires and and that inability to to communicate sometimes or or hear the true message when you have this this uh cross 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 lines and i maybe i'm just talking you know, knowing back in the day on the telephone, sometimes you'd get, you'd get lines that crossed over. And, um, yeah, I, I guess, um, that's, that's that play on the words. So critical consensus for this one, Rotten Tomatoes, 60% on five reviews. So not many people have gone out of their way to review this one. The audience only had three people that had reviewed it on Rotten Tomatoes. So one of the, the really low ones that we've seen on this podcast, IMDb, had it at 5.8 out of 10, and that's on about 1,600 reviews, and, and Letterbox again on that 2.6 out of 5 on about 240 reviews. So not a lot of people have gone out of their way to um, get online and, and give this one a rating. And that, that's where we're going to head now, I guess, into the, the early thoughts f- for me for this one. And uh, it's tricky. This one was hard at the start because I did think it was a bit all over the shop to begin with. I, I just couldn't work out if it was meant to be a comedy or if it was meant to be a meaningful drama or you know something that's meant to be pulling at your heartstrings. But like, even though it did have this clunky start, uh, it did flow fairly nicely and, and had a decent enough message to, to give this one a watch. And hopefully as I talk through a few characters and scenes, then you might be able to sort of get that idea and, and maybe wanna check this one out um, yourself as well. So. Without further ado, let's talk about some characters. And, and I'm just going to mention briefly three characters. And there are heaps and heaps of side characters in this one that probably all deserve their own their own chat or their own uh, looking into each of them. But the, the main one is Kabir. And he's this this son who who's recently lost his mother. He's being forced to leave the family home, move to a new part of Delhi, the, the New Delhi. And and he's got this this, you know, this longing that, the relationship with his dad is not as good as it was with his mother. And he likes music. He's a musician. This is that thing that sort of keeps him going, this idea of being with a band. And <laughs> the start, though, he comes across so depressed and down. It was really, really hard to connect with him. And and oh, he almost came across as this little, like, whiny puppy dog that you just wanted to be like, come on, snap out of it. You know, we, we don't want to spend a whole movie watching you be down and out. And... Um, I think it's really important to note that it wasn't just him that was that was feeling this down and out. His dad was also grieving the loss of the person that sort of kept them together, and and he just did it in a different way. and And he wanted to reconnect with his son, but was unable to to do that um, in traditional methods that I guess cultures used to. Because 
his his son is obsessed with his phone, and and the, the dad um, Raj he he wanted to connect with the son, and he buys a phone, and he does all these things, tries to reach out to him through technology, and you know the the son does things that son or kids would do. You know, why would I want to be friends with my parent on social media? So he blocks the parent, and um, just just things like that that um that that, that struggles with this this loss of of the the wife as well, but he just doesn't know how to go about it, and. It does, and this is a spoiler alert, he does pay someone to be, you know, a friend with his son in the end, and, and that's never going to go down well. And, and in a narrative structure, an audience is going to understand where this is going to go and what's going to happen. So in, in that sense, it was a little bit predictable. And and that leads me to the last person that I'd like to, to talk about, which is this character Tara that was that was created by um, Raj, the dad, or her real name was Sir. Um, you know, she's, she's displayed as this almost gold digger who, wastes money, has had a troubled past, but in the same way has these similarities with Kabir that has a really poor relationship with with the family and with the father. Um, but you can see these redeeming qualities about her. So it's sort of nice to, to track her and, and follow her as a character because you know that there's going to be some sort of positivity. And, and, and although the her arc probably wasn't as explored um, as well as Kabir's, it was nice to, to see someone who was facing similar things as Kabir. Lena Yadav is the director, has eight directing credits. Um, nothing I've seen, so I'm not going to comment on her career, but hopefully um, some more Netflix films coming out in the future, which we can keep track on on this show. So time to talk about some scenes, some scenes that stood out, some ones that I didn't necessarily like. The The first one that I'd talk about is, I guess, well, the first part is this idea of music, and we often see this a lot in... Um, the Indian language films on Netflix is that the, the music plays a big part in these films. And a lot of these songs that Kabir played with the band, I didn't actually mind. Um, the, the lyric translations were pretty, were pretty poor. Um, cause I, I watched these films with the subtitles on and well, obviously I needed to with this one anyway, but the, the lyric translations, they, they weren't that good, but the, the songs were catchy and they seemed pretty cool. Uh, I also like there's a scene with Kabir where he is at the train station meeting this girl who he thinks is Tara and he grabs her hand, he runs her through the, the train and then sort of bails on her. And he says, you know, this is this is so you can know what it feels like when, when someone leaves you. And I thought that was a kind of cute little moment in this sort of romance that we were seeing between these two characters. The things that possibly weren't as good for me was, <laughs> so there's a lot of, I don't know whether it's translations in culture, but there's a scene with the dad in a bra shop and he's making jokes about cups and wanting a cup of tea. And I was like, it's just a little bit, um, a little bit iffy for me. The, the way that they did these Facebook conversations too, with uh, profile pictures of each of the characters and these intercut video conversations between Kabir and, and this girl Tara with the dad's voice, it just, it felt a little bit weird. And Finally, there's, there's this one scene where Kabir's down and out again and he's sitting on the side of the road in the gutter and this random guy comes up to him and he goes, I hope you're not considering suicide. And he says, you know, it was very painful. I've tried it once. Maybe this again is something that was lost in translation, but it was just, it felt so odd sitting there in the middle of this film, um, at this conversation that it just didn't didn't sit right at all. Um, this movie was, was trying to say a few things though and there's quite a few nice little ideas that you can pick up on it and obviously that connection with family and culture and and that lack of communication at times or that, that generational change where it's really hard to communicate with younger people who aren't used to communicating with with um, without using their fingers on their phones. You know, the, the way that, you know, people don't, back in the day before phones, you'd, you'd call someone and say, I'll meet you at the park at this time, or I'll meet you at the shops, or I'll meet you at the movies. 
and you just rock up expecting them to be there. Whereas now it's that constant communication. Oh, I'm just getting on the train. Oh, I'm five minutes away. Oh, I'm just parked the car. That, that idea of communication has completely changed. And I think this film does it in a fairly okay way, not necessarily um, in the right way because we do see the negative impact that um, communication through phones can have, especially if you start lying and taking on personas that aren't your own. Masculinity too is an interesting sort of idea in this one where where the men sort of stand in Indian society because there's a few comments about, you know, fathers know best and they're so important to the family. And, and I think that cultures are, are definitely changing from that way where there's more idea of a, a family unit that works together. So they touched on that. And then that idea too, and I'm not massively um, understanding in the historical background of, of the British um you know, going in and, and taking over India, but you've got that idea of old Delhi versus new Delhi and, and that idea, I guess, about this new new world that um, people need to need to communicate through. Um, so IMDb, um, we have this segment where we jump onto IMDb. If we wanted to, to check any actors or actresses out, I, I didn't use IMDb for this film. I did jump on Google though, because there's this festival and they, they keep mentioning it. it's called Diwali. Uh, so I, I wanted to check it out what it was. And it's this Hindu festival where they have lights. Um, it's held between October, and November every year. And it, it's particularly um, associated with Lakshmi, um, the goddess of prosperity. And it uh, marks the beginning of the financial year in India. And the, the visuals of these scenes were quite beautiful and quite nice. And I think it was just nice to have a little bit of background as to, you know, the significance of that festival for Indian um, culture. And I think um, it's almost time for me to wrap this one up. And on this show, we, we give the film a rating out of five with a little bit of a, a summary. And hopefully this is giving you some insight into the film and you may want to go back and, and check it out yourself. But like I mentioned at the start, I, I did struggle at the start to work out the tone of this one. Uh, I, it did pick up. It, it definitely picked up. It did a respectable job of, of highlighting the, the difficulties that are sometimes faced by parents trying to communicate with their kids or people of a, a younger generation. Um, the music wasn't too bad. Uh, like I mentioned, sometimes some of the, the songs in these Netflix originals are a little bit draining or, or go on for what seems like an endless amount of time. But, but the songs in these ones, they, they suited it quite well with these club scenes um, and they were catchy, they had a nice little beat. And yeah, I'm gonna give this one a three out of five. Um, so give it a crack if you're interested in, in checking this one out. We are on social media. We have Twitter, we have Facebook, we have Instagram. We pop posts up every week with a question sort of to do with the film that we've looked at that week. And I guess this week, I just wanted to know, have you been guilty of being on your phone too much at times? And I think that this one, everyone I'm guessing who has some sort of device would probably say, yeah, if I look back on myself, there'd be times where I've been out at a restaurant, been out with friends and, you know, I'm too busy about what's going on, too worried about what's going on with the world outside than the people that are actually there with me at the moment. So I'm wondering if uh, that's happened to you. If so, pop that onto our post on social media and and um, please do subscribe, give us a follow, download our episodes if you can. It keeps us up in those charts so other people can find us. Big catalog now, like I mentioned, 125. I wasn't expecting to do this one by myself, but uh, we've got there in uh, 125 episodes, a lot of movies that you can go and um, check out and, and listen to our discussions on these films. Back again next week for another episode. And it's another um, international film. So it's um, an Italian film from 2018. It's a comedy called Natale a Cinque Stelle, which is an English translation of Five Star Christmas. It's directed by Marco Rizzi and it stars Andrea Osvart, Martina Stella, Bjorn Friedberg. Um, so that's the cast for that one. 
an Italian comedy. So we have done a few Italian films on this show. So I'm looking forward to, to giving that one a crack and, and seeing if it can make me laugh. <laughs> so thank you very much for joining me. Hope you've enjoyed this, uh, this short little episode on Rajma Charwell and we will see you soon.